It's another Steelers game day for the preseason as your Pittsburgh Steelers get to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. But there's a lot of questions as far as who's going to play, how much they're going to play, and what needs to be seen of this team after their first performance in their win over the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. Joining me to talk about the tech today on the Locked On Steelers podcast is AJ Rosh from CBS Sports. It's going to be an exciting show. We got a lot of things to talk about. Let's get into it. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's game day, as I said, and you know we got to get some game talk in, get you ready for who you want, who you want to watch when the Steelers take on the Eagles. Um, remember, you can watch this show on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for Locked On Steelers, and you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. You give us a five-star review on Apple with a positive comment, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. But today, we are joined by our special guest, a person who's been in training camp chilling with me in the heat. All pretty much all throughout those days at Heinz Field, we have AJ Ross, the two-time Emmy Award-winning journalist from CBS Sports, also a Pittsburgh native, y'all. She's been she's been kind enough to join us on the show. AJ, how are you doing? I'm still living the dream. I'm covering my favorite team every day, anticipating the football season kicking off in a couple weeks, and yeah, couldn't be happier. Yeah, this is this is awesome because so for those who don't know, AJ, she covers sports on a national level. You know, she's you know, she's she's always she's all over the place. She's based out of New York, but she's here in Pittsburgh, her hometown. And like when I saw her and like you went to an HBCU and you're from Pittsburgh and we're covering the Steelers. Oh, we got to talk. We got to talk. And so her and I have been hanging out. It's been a, it's been a great time. And we've got to also kind of learn from each other a little bit. Just, you know, glean what we're seeing and share some things now. AJ, the top topic I want to talk about for this game is because this is the most important guy, arguably, in training camp right now is Najee Harris. You know, how good is he looking every day? Is he is he hurt? You know, there was one time where his shoulder looked like it might have been, you know, a little roughed up and everyone like froze and it was everyone was quiet. But then when he got up and he went back in, everyone's like, okay, good, we're good, we're good. So the question for a lot of fans now is how much should Mike Tomlin use Najee Harris in these preseason games? Because he is a running back. Running backs take a lot of hits. There's a lot of damage. There's a lot of mileage that gets put on those guys. And we know that during this season, the plan is going to be to feed him the ball a lot. But Mike Tomlin indicated earlier this week, there's no plan to not give him the ball in this upcoming preseason game. To me, that's because I think he's he's trying to say, look, we got to figure out what our run game looks like with you know, now that more starters from the offensive line are back and healthy, and that can't happen unless he actually touches the football. I wanted to get your thoughts on that and just, you know, do you think that that's a wise idea or do you think that maybe that could lead to problems? I think you're exactly right in that Najee is proven, you know, we don't need to guess as far as what his potential is and what his capacity will be this season, especially with an extra game tacked on this season. They're going to have a balance here between uh, how much he played last week and what he's going to be seen doing this week. With the addition of some of the guys coming back on the O-line, yeah, you want to see what their blocking capability may be like, what their chemistry may be like. But again, these guys that are coming back are coming back off of injuries, you know, and different 
ailments and whatnot. So they're only going to get so many snaps and reps and each body is different. So we don't need to see a lot from Najee to prove anything to anyone. He is our bell cow running back. Period. Yeah, I'd say that, yeah. So yeah. he took what 18 of a possible 19 snaps last week, uh, you know, mm-hmm. seven for seven carries for 22 yards. Like, you know, we've seen all they need is a taste. That's all these other teams need is a taste. <laughs> we'll bring the real thing in a couple weeks in Buffalo. So, you know, hold your horses. We're going to bring it. So one of the things that I've heard, and, and this this does make sense because some people have pointed out, well, you don't want to be like how Le'Veon Bell was when he would hold out from Steelers training camps, come back, and then like in 2017, it took him a little while to find his groove again and just that rhythm and chemistry with that offensive line. The only thing I'll say about that, though, AJ, is he was also missing practices, not just preseason games, but Najee Harris has had a chance to run behind this line. And also, there's two more preseason games after this. Not that he'll play in both of those. They might take him out of the last one. But they have more weeks of training camp at Heinz Field and at the, the, the Southside Rooney Sports Complex. They're going to have two more preseason games to look at him. To me, there should there is an urgency to see the offensive line working units. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. But the, the, the urgency is also to make sure, like, hey, not does Najee understand the process of what it's like to prepare for an NFL game? And it's very clear that he that he does he he takes every step of preparation with a with a professional level of, of seriousness and that's where I think that Mike Tomlin wants to see more of him is like okay how do you do in this road environment in another in another but person another team stadium let's see how you prepare for this and then they'll evaluate that but you know this is still a situation where they know who he is he's shown it all training camp this isn't about questioning oh is Najee going to be worth you know giving the ball to a lot this season. Of course, uh, he's a Saban guy. I mean, he's played in big on big stages in big moments. Yes, he of has. course, the transition from college to the pros is a different beast, but he is not going to have a huge leap here. Also, Najee is a different guy than Le'Veon. You can't compare the two. They played the same position, right? But two entirely different guys. Najee is talking to coach every day. He's trying to go against different guys in the backs and and backers drills like he wants that competition if anything it's probably like a clash of Najee wanting to play more and the coach (laughs) is like hey you know we know what you can do we need you to pace yourself and we need you for the duration of this season so we want to keep you healthy that's a very good point because Najee Harris there's been times where he does a rep if he doesn't win he's like no 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 no. I want to go again we've seen that all throughout training camp that's a very good point AJ because it might be them being like Najee stop it no we we want you to rest and we know how like you know Ben Roethlisberger he looks forward to his days off there's other guys like veterans when you're like man I I'm okay Najee wants wants to show everybody that he means business so I, I think that's a very great point by you but still the bigger question in this run game this year, and it's funny, we haven't seen one NFL regular season game with Najee Harris, but there's more confidence in him. The question is going to be about the offensive line. I want to talk to you about that offensive line after this break, but first, I want to talk to our listeners about rockauto.com, one of our great sponsors. You can save time and money by visiting rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car, or car dealership? Honda Odyssey fuel fuel pump can cost you $353 from a chain store, but from $216 just from rockauto.com. Go to Rock Auto because it's a family business. It's serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything that you need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet for your car. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs by going to rockauto.com 
And when you go there, be sure to write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so that they know that we sent you. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably parts, or, or excuse me, arrive low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with A.J. Ross of CBS Sports. A.J., so like I said, the offensive line has been the biggest question. And when we started watching training camp this year, we didn't see much of these guys. We saw Kendrick Green every day, but Chukumo Korfor was not, was, was, wasn't practicing for a while. Even when he was putting on pads, he wasn't out there. We know about Kevin Dotson's situation. I actually talked about that earlier this week about just, you know, how serious is it that he might not be running with the starters. He probably, he will be by the, by the end of preseason or maybe even by after this week. Um, but Zach Banner has been starting to work his way back. Trey Turner is, is, is going to probably play in this game. This to me is probably the biggest thing to watch for Steelers fans is how quickly does this offensive line start to gel and how physical can they be at the point of attack moving this Eagles defensive front to open up holes for Anaji Harris? I would agree, and that's been a recurring question every day post-training camp practice that a variety of reporters have asked. How do you build chemistry and cohesion? That's what Tomlin loves to say all the time, cohesion without the five guys, the five starters getting those reps day after day. So this will be a, a huge litmus test for whomever they have been on uh, game night. Um, it'll also be something that, you know, it's a process for a lot of these guys coming back from injuries. A core four just got back involved with 11 on 11 uh, last Saturday. Uh, Banner, obviously, this has been a year-long process with his yeah. ACL injury, and he's admitted he's been pissed off lately in a good way because he holds himself to such a high standard. And you can't rush things along. You know, the healing process is what it is, and it differs per person. So even though Devin Bush had a very similar injury a couple weeks apart, Devin got back a little sooner, but these right. are, you know, two different guys. And you said you mentioned Dotson the other day. I mean, he's even holding himself to, you know, a bit of accountability and saying, you know, I know I have more work to do to prove what I can, you know, last year was last year. I have to show what I can do now mm-hmm. and, you know, to regain that confidence with the coaches and uh, his teammates. So it'll be very uh, interesting to watch how these guys, you know, are lined up against each other and how much protection they provide and, the gaps that they provide for Najee as well. Definitely. I also think I was really impressed by the way Kevin Dotson responded to questions just a day or two after, you know, Mike Tomlin made his comments about like, what, what, what is, what do you mean? He's a, he's a second year, fourth round guy. He needs to, he doesn't earn, you know, first team reps. And there were lots of just fireworks just being shot up. What does that mean? Is he, is he not ready? Oh, something going on there. Uh, All those different things were being made hubbub, but this guy, Kevin Donson, when he came out and people were like, are you frustrated that you're not back? He's no, I'm not. I'm frustrated with myself that I haven't been on the field. I want to prove, I want to earn my spot. That's a good mentality for anybody to have. And Kevin Donson, a guy last year, even though he started four games, looked like he could be a really good player and a lot of fans put a lot of excitement behind him. He was never the official starter because when Matt Filer got back healthy in the playoff game, Matt Filer was the starter at left guard, not Kevin Dotson. And so he's never officially won a training camp battle with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he wants to show, show that now. And everyone knows, listen, Rashad Coward, hey, good effort in practice. You know, you're you're showing up. You're trying your best. 
but it's clearly he's not the starting left guard that you want to have on your offensive line. And Kevin Dotson, when he's a strength, I mean, even in the little bit that we've seen of him, AJ, when he's on the bags and he's like punching shields, he looks so ready to go. It's just that I guess whatever you know precautions that needs to be taken for his injury are just slowing things down. He might be, you know, we talked about the offensive line being the most exciting group. He might be the most exciting player Steelers fans should keep an eye on because if he's blowing people up in this Eagles game, you'll probably see him with the ones next week. For sure. And I agree. Much respect to him for taking it on the chin and, you know, saying in response to what Tomlin had said earlier this week, like, yeah, I do have some, you know, room for improvement, room for growth. I have this lingering ankle injury I've been working through. And also he's, you know, switched on different sides of the O-line too. So there's been, you know, some adjustment for him in that regard, as far as technique and getting adjusted to playing on different sides. So he knows it's a it's going to be a different assignment this year. There are no guarantees, and Tomlin's been reinforcing that every position is up for grabs. We know some more so than others, but, you know, he definitely has to show and prove now. He, he, yes, he does, and that's the thing. He knows it's on the line, and this is what I've said the entire time because, you know, a month or so ago there was the report that he was out of shape or there was something else going on there, all, all the things that were, be, that were being discussed there. But my thing is this, it don't matter what anybody's saying outside the locker room or what the, if he shows up and he practices well and he plays well and he's blocking and he's not giving up sacks, but he's also moving defensive linemen down the field in the run game. He going to play, he going to earn that spot. So, I mean, that's the bottom line. It won't make like who, who's going to care what, what someone said, you know, so, you know, months ago, it's going to matter. Well, if you're producing, you're going to get time. Mike Tomlin's always made that clear. I mean, he's he's saying that about the, the backup quarterback situation where he's like, you know what? Whoever plays the best will earn that time. So uh, I, 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 I agree with you. You know, there's switches that have, to, that have had to happen because he was playing more right guard than left guard last year. And now he's in this position. Um, and, and he's going to have all new teammates. You know, last year he practiced next to Marquise Pouncey a little bit. Um, you know, he, you know, they, you know, Marquise Pouncey's gone. Kendrick, and this is a whole new offensive line and a new offensive line coach. But Adrian Clem has been banging the drum that this group is going to be a lot more physical when this when this season gets started. And it's good to be physical, but you still have to be coordinated and physical. And that's where you come in with the cohesion talk, because if if they're blowing up guys way downfield, but they're mistiming things and a guy and they're letting one guy go, that one guy can destroy an entire play. And that's why I think that Mike Tomlin may be like, hey, we want to see all these guys play together before we start saying anything about who's going to start where. Exactly. And another point of emphasis that Tomlin made was, you know, pre-snap cleanliness and penalties. So that, again, yes. goes back to these guys playing together more. And don't mistake, Tomlin said what he said about Johnson for a reason. You know, he is a master at motivating these guys in different ways. So he knew what he was saying specific to Dotson to maybe light a fire under his behind and get him <laughs> to, you know, progress at a, a faster rate and show them, like, look, do you want the job or not? Because he's going to go to the next guy if you don't show up. Absolutely. I mean, and that, that's what Mike Tomlin is. He's the master motivator. You know, if a guy needs a pat on the back, he pats him on the back. If a guy needs a kick in the butt, he kicks him in the butt. If he needs to yell at the defense, blink it, I'll cut your eyelids off. He, apparently he does that too. He did, he did that years ago. Um, there's, there's a million Tomlinisms that, that, that we, that we could get into AJ. You know, one day we're going to, we're going to get into actually, wait, do you have a favorite Tomlinism? I want to do that before we go through it. Is there a favorite Tomlinism? Like just, you just hearing them because everyone I mean, says, Oh, he says obviously all the time. What, what, you got one that sticks out for you. I Everything that comes to mind or the first thing that comes to mind is the standard is the standard is his like yeah. favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. 
the, the, the iron sharpens iron. The standard is the standard. Uh, I, I, I always love it when he says something. And he, he's like, he's like, well, you know, we we made our bed, so we gonna lie in it, and you know, just like you know, <laughs> say those things. He he has mastered the art of coach speak and just being like, I'm going to say all these words without actually saying anything. It's it's a it is an art that you have to practice uh, to be to to be a great coach to and to say all those things. But AJ, we've talked a lot about the offense. I want to get to you about the defense. We'll do that after the break. But first, I got to talk to our to our listeners about BetOnline.ag because remember, with BetOnline.ag, the best online sports book, you can you can bet on football season that's right around the corner and baseball season that's that's ongoing right now. You can get all the odds on records, stats, awards, and season winners on the NFL season right at BetOnline.ag. Pittsburgh fans, the over under for wins this year is set at eight and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That means if Mike Tomlin Steelers avoid their first losing season in his time coaching you win money easily at betonline.ag like i said you can also still bet on all the major league baseball action going on this summer but before the next pitch and before the next snap go on your laptop or mobile device to betonline.ag and you can see all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information and when you sign up you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one word, no spaces. Again, Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, wrapping things up, getting you ready for Steelers versus Eagles. We will have a show shortly after that game, ready for you on both YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, Odyssey, all the ways that you check us out. Um, still here with AJ Ross from CBS Sports. A- AJ, um, this feels a little bit more real. Like you're, we're going to see a little bit more, you know, real players in this in this preseason game because the Hall of Fame game is always, you know, more of a glorified like, hey, the Hall of Fame thing is happening soon. There's going to be people enshrined. Here's a game just for the people that came into town, and we'll see how that how that works out. But this is a, now a real preseason game where we're going to see some more starters, you know, from both teams. You know, we saw a lot of Cowboys backups. You, you're probably going to see a good bit of Eagles starters in this game, which is going to put pressure on things. I wanted to get a, a, a sense from you about the defense because. You know, everyone's talking about T.J. Watts hold in or hold out or whatever you want to call it. He'll be back and he'll sign his contract and be back when, when it's time. But the guys that are on the field, I think that there's several players that you can look at and be like, man, this is uh, this guy's been showing something in camp that's good and you want to see him build on it. You know, maybe like a James Pierre or a Trey Norwood. You know, we've seen Alex Highsmith blowing up. Can he can continue that is one question. But then there's also guys who you might be like, mm, you need to show something soon because your job's on the line, buddy. But so I wanted to ask you, give our listeners a couple players on defense that you think that have caught your eye and that you're kind of thinking, okay, that's someone I'm going to have my eye on during this game. We mentioned Highsmith. I don't know a practice that we have not collectively been like, wow, Highsmith, another splash play, (laughs) rushing (laughs) off the edge, you know, like he's stealing Mason's lunch money, stealing Dwayne's lunch money, like, yeah. But that still kind of goes back to O-line and, you know, chemistry and all that good stuff. So once hopefully our starters are there, Highsmith won't be getting and feeding off of those guys so much. But, yeah, Trey Norwood got the chance to talk to him earlier this week for the first time. Uh, the rookie has such a baby face, but he also plays in the sense of style like mama said, knock you out, right? Like what I was really <laughs> impressed with is, you know, he, he is a heady guy. He's 
played multiple positions before mm-hmm. outside of safety. So, like, he's very knowledgeable about not just his assignment, his position, but all 11, you know, guys out there at the same time. So, um, you know, he's been really putting in some extra work. We've noticed him on the jugs machines before practice with Minka. You know, he's been kind of a sponge when it comes to talking to the vets on the defense and looking forward to see more from him. James Pierre is another guy, like, he's like an interception machine right now in training camp practice and had a good one out uh, last time with the Cowboys. Um, something I thought was interesting that Tomlin said earlier this week was uh, mentioning and giving props to Carlos Davis mm. and the elevated reps that he has had. And he's been, you know, getting some more looks because of other veteran guys not necessarily being in there at different times. And Tomlin shouted him out on Tuesday. And, you know, he had a QB hit in the Hall of Fame game that led mm-hmm. to an interception. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing some things. And, you know, they don't always get shown the love in that in that position per se. So um, I do agree that there's going to be more guys seeing some more time versus the Eagles. And when I asked Tomlin how much – weight they put on this particular game and is it cumulative to this point and he's he's saying of course if you know guys can make big plays in this particular game especially those guys that are on the bubble that they haven't seen enough of this could be a make or break game for them so don't discount it as like ah who cares who the eagles have out there uh it's you know their second or third string they need some of these guys on the bubble need to treat it as like this is my one last shot Absolutely. This is still competition. And, and, you know, and and a lot of people who are out of the NFL now, you know, uh, Mike Golick Jr. Even, you know, he talked on ESPN how like there was one play in the preseason where he looked the wrong way. He got blown up. Next thing he knows, he's looking at the lights and he said, that was my career because he he got he got cut that next week and he never played again. And, you know, things like that, that's how quickly you can go. And that's why this game is really important to a lot of those guys that we don't talk about a whole lot. But your point about Trey Norwood, very heady player. He, anytime that I've gotten a chance to like be close enough to listen to what Mike Tomlin's saying to him when he's watching him, he's talking, he's making him communicate. And you see Trey Norwood, a lot of a lot of younger safeties, they will struggle with making sure that they're saying the right things, keeping the left side of the field in tune with the right side of the field, um, and making sure that okay, we're doing this. Oh, there's an, there's an audible. Okay, we got to switch our reads up and making sure that talking is happening. That is a serious task, and he is seeming to take it on headfirst and doing very well with this early on. He also looks like he understands where he's at on the field. He had a a key uh, pass breakup on a third down pass in the red zone against the Cowboys. And, yes, backup quarterback, backup receiver, but you want him making those plays there. Now maybe he gets more chances to play in this next preseason game. I I assume he's probably going to play a ton because, you know, I, I Minka Fitzpatrick is one of those guys they don't need to see a ton of. He's Minka Fitzpatrick, first team all a first team all pro. You, you don't need to see him play, but you do need to see Trey, Trey Norwood. I think you'll see him and Miles Killebrew, who also I think has been doing a very solid job in camp and in preseason. Um, so I'm interested to see them. Uh, but you're right, Alex Highsmith. I mean – my goodness, the man just he just spin moves on everything. I, I I keep telling people I played in a celebrity softball event with him this past uh th- this past offseason. And AJ, he was just crushing dingers, and it was like, okay, he got a little bit bigger this year. And not that you know s- crushing softballs is is the the the, the barometer of, of outside linebackers in the NFL, but you can tell how focused he is in every practice. He's he's a problem. And, you know, and we've even thought, like you said, like, oh, maybe it's just that he's playing facing Dan Moore Jr. and Steelers offensive tackles. Well, in the Cowboys game, he whipped whoever was in front of him for a quick sack. And now he gets a chance to build on that. If he continues to show this, there's a really good chance that the one-two punch of him and T.J. Watt on the edge 
is just as good or terrifying for offenses as it was for T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree the last few years. Agreed, no question. And they're going to be a problem for any teams, you know, facing against them. And then when you factor in Melvin Ingram, it's like a trifecta. (laughs) One of them's tired? Oh, that guy goes in. (laughs) Right, right. So definitely not worried as far as the linebacker position goes. And Highsmith has been um, making a point. Every opportunity he's had, he's been, you know, leaving his stamp out there, tattooing guys. So I'm looking forward (laughs) to seeing his, his play in the coming weeks. Certainly, we have. There's a lot of guys to watch. You know, Tony Serena, our Tuesday guest for Tony Tuesdays. He'll tell you James Pierre is his guy. You know, he he's he's been on leading the James Pierre hype train. We'll get to see a lot of him. Um, I also say my last guy that I'm watching out for, Mark Gilbert, number 17. He's like one of the very. He's one of the reserve cornerbacks, but he's been playing like a solid backup cornerback, and that could push Justin Lane off the roster if he's not careful. I'm really interested to see how. Those young guys in secondary play at the cornerback position. I'm sure we'll see a ton of them. AJ, thank you so much for joining me on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. This has been a great time. I'd love to have you back uh, during the season. I know you may be somewhere else in the world covering and winning covering sports and winning Emmys, but we'd love to have you back here sometime. Please let me know where I can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, thanks for having me. I had a fantastic time. Love the show. First time, what? Thank you guest, longtime listener. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, AJ Ross underscore TV. Absolutely. Do follow her and check check out her work on CBS Sports. I'm Chris Carter, the host of Locked On Steelers. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can also listen to me at Steeler Nation Radio, where we're going to continue covering training camp all throughout the rest of the practices at Heinz Field. We're starting things back up on Saturday. So if you missed it on Wednesday, you're like, where's my, where's my Steeler Nation Radio? Don't worry. We will be back. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. Remember, you can watch this on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Channel that really helps us out. If also, if you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey, and rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple, you get a special shout out at the end of the show. Thanks again to AJ. We back in your ears and on your screens after the Steelers preseason game against the Eagles, breaking things down right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.